0: So, Leslie, did you know that the typical household spends 1500 bucks a year on energy bills?
1: And if you're writing checks this weekend, you sure do know, but Uncle Sam can help you shave up to 450 bucks off your energy costs.
0: So gather up your energy bills and hit MoneyPit.com. Click on Ideas and Tips, then click Estimators and Calculators, and use the Energy Star Home Energy Yardstick to save some bucks on your house.
1: And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT.
0: Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
0: Ready to spring into home improvement. You got a question about your home improvement project, call us right now, one 888 Pit. Leslie and I are standing by to help you solve your do-it-yourself dilemmas, whatever they are. Soup to nuts, floorboards to shingles. Call us now at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. So, Leslie, here's one topic that we could tackle this hour, the topic of outside your house. How do you keep the outside of your house, that exterior trim in particular, looking really good? Because it needs a lot of maintenance. Now, there are, though, some new products out that can actually replace all that. You can replace all that wood with, and they're made of plastic.
1: Yeah, in fact, lots of kids are doing it. Yeah, actually, a lot of homeowners are actually incorporating these new products into their exterior woodwork already. Of course, wood is still the number one material used, and it's expected to make up 60% of the total demand by 2009, but the sales of plastic trim and molding are taking off. And this is a viable option that you should consider, and it comes in every profile available. So think about it. It's a good idea.
0: 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. What's your home improvement question, Call us now. Not only will we answer your question on the air, but you could also win a great prize.
1: Yeah, we're giving away a great prize this hour. It's the Peerless 2-Handle laboratory Faucet. It's worth $65, and it could be yours for free if you ask your question on air, and we pick your name out of the lucky money pit hard hat. So call in now.
0: 888-666-3974. Leslie, you're looking at your screen, uh, and you see that we have a caller from uh, New York that wants to ask about windows? Yes. Well, it's actually, uh, it's he, he may be from New Is York. Is it my cousin? Does. No, it's not your cousin. We have a little surprise for you.
1: Oh, good Lord.
0: Principal Okulski is on the phone right
1: now. No! Yes. hi Leslie, how are you? I'm good. Hey, get those kids to stop putting their cigarette butts on my front lawn.
2: (laughs) You're not living in, uh, still living on Long Island, are
1: you? Oh, I moved back.
0: She's a Long Island girl.
2: (laughs) Really? Where are you living now?
1: Oh, very close to the high school, my friend. But But I'm not there anymore. I know you're not.
0: So Principal Okulski wrote me today and wanted to know how he got in touch with Leslie. I said I got the perfect way for you to get in touch with Leslie. Let's go you guys you on the are phone. little
1: schemers. Because
0: I've got I've got some questions for you, Principal Okulski. I want Uh-oh. to know what kind of student <sighs> I was, a good Mr. Student. was in high school. He was a great
2: student.
1: <laughs> I was the National Honor Society. Oh. I was in plays, Tap Dancing My Heart Out and Anything Goes. I was a good student. Oh parlato italiano. That did she good. make
0: did, did you did you have her redecorate uh, the principal's office?
2: Uh, no, I wish I had.
1: You uh, see, that it would, have been, it would have been
0: worth a lot of money today. You know, it would have been one of her first decorating projects.
2: <laughs> well, it's a shame I didn't know about it earlier. I would have brought her in to do that. So She, she was never in the principal's office, though.
0: Uh, well, see, see? I was going to ask you, did she ever have to go to the, in my school? If you were bad, you went not to the principal's office, you went to the vice principal's office. <laughs> well, she was never in either office. Okay. I was a good student.
1: It was college where things went downhill.
0: I see. Well, but at least principal also gave you a good start.
1: We tried. So, how can we help you, Mr. Principal?
2: I just was calling to congratulate you. I think it's great all the things that you're doing.
1: Thank and, you so uh, much. I happened to
2: see your picture uh, around in a uh, store around the corner for me, and I said, "Gee, <laughs> let me see if I can get through to Leslie. I'd like to really <laughs> congratulate her and tell her what a great job she's done." Thank you so much. And we've, you know, we've kept in touch, kept watching you because I saw you, you know, every once in a while things would pop up about you. I tried to contact you once before, but I was unsuccessful. Thanks to Tom, I got through this time.
1: Well, you can always reach me at Leslie at com. That's the best way. Uh Uh-huh. And that's so great. And it's funny because I noticed at the high school now, um, Mr. Ludwig is now the choir teacher, and he was my church choir instructor for like eight years. See, I was a good kid, Tom.
0: So, uh, Principal Kolsky, when uh, Leslie was going through the halls of, uh, of your school, what high school is it?
1: Garden City High School.
0: Garden City High School. Um, did you have any idea that she may have this kind of future in, in, in home improvement media? No, I mean no inkling, nothing that she did, you know, uh, n- nothing whatsoever. I mean, were you did you work like on the on the plays and build sets or anything of that nature? Leslie? I did. See that that's the seed. The seed was planted. See, it's always the media bug.
1: It's always been set design. It's just a fluke that I've stumbled into this home improvement arts because it's really all related.
2: Well, you worked for Mrs. Uh, Spires, right?
1: Inez, that's correct, with yeah. her crazy green eyeshadow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's a very famous lady. She was, like when uh, Susan Lucci finally won her Emmy, uh, she congratulated Mrs. Spires because Mrs. Spires was a... Drama teacher in the high school for over 50 years.
1: And she still wore makeup from the 1920s when it was all about breeze paint, (laughs) let me tell you. But she was a fantastic character, and I learned a lot about set design and the theater arts from these folks. And I thank you so much for a wonderful education, Principal Okulski.
2: You're welcome, Leslie. Thank you very much for everything you've done.
1: Thanks. See you at the home show next week. Okay.
2: I'll have to stop by and see you.
0: Leslie's high school principal, Okulski, just checking in to congratulate Leslie on all her success.
1: You guys I are troublemakers. Do
0: you like that? We, we snuck that one in on you. Sneaky. I was like,
1: oh, is it my cousin John? What's going on? What's going
0: on? Well, yeah. as we as we suspected, you were a good kid growing up, and, uh, and things have not changed. <laughs> <laughs> 888-666-3974. Let's take a real caller now. Who's next?
1: Carl in Alabama has a question about what's cheaper, gas or electric? How can we help you, Carl.
3: Hey, I was listening to your show uh, four or five weeks ago, and uh, somebody called in, and the answer to the question was by far, hands down, gas was cheaper. And I don't think it is, but uh, the debate floor is
1: open. open. All right, give us your argument.
0: Give us your argument, Carl. Why do you think I run an iron uh,
3: foundry in Florence, Alabama, and we're heavily energy intensive? Okay, this is on the business end. Plus, I have natural gas appliance in my home. Okay, and by far, I think they do warm a body better and they heat water a lot better. And it was cheaper five years ago, but per BTU or therm of gas per kilowatt of electricity, by far, because in my area, is a lot cheaper to hmm. operate.
0: Well, what kind of heating system do you have inside your house, Carl? What, what exactly? Uh, it's, a, it's a
3: 1999 uh, Lennox, ninety six percent. Oh, uh, it's a pulse. It's a Lennox
0: Pulse furnace. No, it's
3: not a pulse. It's a generation after that.
0: Okay. Well, those are really good furnaces, and and I'm and I'm I would be surprised if that was not more efficient than any kind of electric system you could put in. Of course, resistant heat is the most expensive. The only thing that, that could possibly compete with it, although I don't think it could, uh, in, in, a, in a long-term basis, might be a ground-loop heat pump. But the problem with the ground-loop heat pumps is that they're good until the loop breaks, and then you got to tear up your yard to replace it.
3: Okay. Just uh, what I did this year, since gas has gone so high, it's like uh, uh, 140% higher. It's two dollars and 12 cents per 100 cubic feet, and I was paying 79 cents for it a year ago. And uh, like, uh, if I had my gas heat on right now, uh, it would be like a five to seven hundred dollar bill. I got a 5,600 square foot home, and I'm just using space heaters and hadn't turned the gas on at all. Well, and, if you're uh, going to use the space heaters water.
0: on a room-by-room basis and basically not heat your house in a central wagon, Yeah, that's sure. when
1: you decide what's important to heat or not.
0: And sure, you, but you could you could compare that and say it's cheaper, but it's not really a fair comparison because the space heaters are not, are not heating the same volume that the entire system is designed to heat. But if you have that kind of a gas bill, it sounds to me like you might want to take a careful look at all of the energy-wasting features that could... It could be in the house. I mean, everything from uh, drafts and, uh, you know, weather stripping and insulation and things of this nature to see what we could do to tighten that house up. Well, I
3: got these low-E windows and the hydrogen or nitrogen, whatever they are, filled. deal. I mean, it's the best of everything in 1999 was put into this home.
0: One of the things that you might want to think about doing, Carl, is uh, having an energy audit done of your home. Your local utility company might offer to do that. Many do.
1: And um, most do them free of charge. Yeah. and The and, TVA uh, could... does that.
0: A good part of an energy audit, if you can find somebody that does this, is something called a blower door test. Uh-huh. And a blower door test, basically, it's a it's a fan that pressurizes your house. And once it's pressurized, they it can determine exactly how much leakage you have in the house and where those leaks are. And okay. I suspect you're going to find areas in that house that could stand some uh, energy-efficient upgrades. And now is a great time to do that, because not only can you actually make the improvement, but you can get the government to help you pay for it.
3: Try. And you're very informative, and thank you for having me on your show.
0: You're very welcome, Carl. Thanks so much for calling us at one 888 Pit. The website is moneypit.com, 888-666-3974.
1: Well, if your home is less than 30 years old, you probably have circuit breakers that occasionally trip when you're running, say, your hair dryer and your microwave at the same time. Well, not that I've ever done anything like that. Uh, oh, no.
0: <laughs> and we know you don't run the vacuum cleaner and your hair dryer and microwave Maybe at the same time. Maybe I do time. them
1: both at the same time to save time. <laughs> Multitasking.
0: Well, regardless of how many appliances you're running in your house at the same time, did you know that a circuit breaker in your home will not protect you against a deadly electric shock it is not designed to do that learn why next
1: room side blinds and curtains are dust magnets and all those allergens accumulating on your winter treatments could be making you sick That's why I love Designer Series Windows and Patio Doors from Pella. They have blinds sandwiched between panes of glass. They're protected from dust. So Pella Designer Series Windows actually help keep the air in your home healthier. And here's the best part. Window blinds protected under glass don't need constant cleaning. What's not to love? For a free in-home consultation, call 800-309-5555.
2: Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools, professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi, exclusively at the Home Depot.
4: It doesn't match the new shower curtain, is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, company's coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at faucetcoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. Energy drives our nation's economy
0: and is an important part of our daily lives. By taking steps to become more energy efficient, we can all save money and help reduce our nation's overall energy demand. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman, encouraging you to use Energy Star products and appliances such as dishwashers, washing machines, and thermostats. They can reduce your energy bills by up to 30%. Replacing your existing light bulbs with Energy Star qualified fluorescent lights in the lamps and fixtures throughout your home will save up to 50% on lighting costs. By installing Energy Star storm windows and double-pane windows, you can reduce energy loss in your home by 25 to 50%. You have the power to make a difference. By using ENERGY STAR products, you can reduce your home energy bills and help our nation reduce its energy use. More information on ENERGY STAR
2: products and savings can be found at www.energysavers.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy.
5: portion of the money pit is being sponsored by metal roofing alliance we call metal roofing investment grade roofing because in your lifetime a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home to find a metal roofing alliance contractor or to learn more about investment grade roofing visit www.metalroofing.com
0: So are you decorating challenged? Well, you know, you don't have to do something as drastic as knock down a wall to get that whole new look. You could just paint walls a different color, rearrange furniture, or change the lighting to make the room look dramatically different. In fact, what you ought to think is lightscape.
1: That's not nice, Tom.
0: Well, you know, some folks may not be comfortable with choosing colors and and, and things of that nature. But, you know, you don't have to do something as drastic as perhaps knock down a wall to get that whole new look. You could just paint the walls a different color, rearrange furniture, or just change lighting to make the room look dramatically different. I like to think of it as lightscaping.
1: Ooh, I like that word. I like
0: that, lightscape. Just like a landscape complements your home's exterior, arranging a light scheme can improve your home's interior. Here's what you need to know. You want to mix and match task lights. Now, those are the lights that may be, say, on your kitchen counter or over your desk. With feature lights, the kind that maybe feature art or the kind that you might have in the soffits above your kitchen cabinets, along with the room lighting to come up with a perfect mix. And if you use dimmers, you can actually control that balance and then come up with different scenes. You can have the dining scene and the party scene and go crazy.
1: Yeah, and it could even be as simple as changing the lamp shade that you're using because certain lampshades only allow for a certain amount of light to get through. So it could be as simple as that. And if you'd actually like a bit more color, but you just don't know where to begin, here's a little tip that can help you decide. Use a compass to find out which way the windows in your room face. Then follow the sun. Your house, the quality of light in each individual room will change and impact which colors work best depending on the amount of sunlight it receives. So that's always a good place to start. You
0: know, that's a great point because so many times, you know, when you see the the light and you're making that choice of paint color, you're looking under, you know, one level of light. But as the sun moves across your house, the light is changing all day long. So you really need to get a a sense as to what that's going to look like, you know, over the course of that 8 to 12 hour day.
1: Yeah. And of course, whatever the lighting conditions are in the home improvement center, you're almost never going to duplicate them at your house anyway. So it's always good. Unless you have...
0: mercury vapor overhead yeah. lamps, <laughs> <limbs. laughs> you know, in your bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course not. Well, speaking of bathrooms, we've got a great prize this hour, and it'll give you a fresh look in your bathroom. If you call us now and ask your question on air, you could be eligible for this. We're going to give away a peerless two-handle chrome laboratory faucet. It's worth $65. It features a charming teapot-inspired design, and the lever handle also come with a set of porcelain inserts that can coordinate. Coordinate with any decor that you might already have in your bathroom. And like all Peerless products, this faucet is engineered for durability. And if you win and you just don't know where to start with the installation, Peerless will stay with you through every step, offering easy to understand advice and helpful tips at www.faucetcoach.com. So it's a great prize.
0: One caller this hour will win the Peerless
4: faucet.
1: Charles in Florida has some question about insulation. How can we help? Well,
4: wonderful. My wife and I are building a house here in Duval County, and uh, I was being traditionally what every house I ever built before I used uh, fiberglass. Well, I found a website that said give a lot of the negatives of all the different kinds of insulation, and so I thought maybe I didn't want fiberglass, and the builder said to use icing and spray it on.
0: Isosine is an excellent product,
4: and, and what gives the negatives on isosine too? The bugs that bore in there like to make nests, like yellow jackets and all the wood boring animals. They <laughs>
3: they
4: like the isosine, <laughs> and then I found that the sun—if any sunlight, direct sunlight gets on it—that it breaks it down quickly, and uh, in every form, even the cellulose supports mildew if it gets wet. And I haven't found anything that I like.
0: Well, Charles, uh, congratulations on doing all the investigation. Now, are you building this home from scratch?
4: Well, yeah. So you're not saddled with anything that's
0: partially constructed? This is not a remodel in any way. It's all totally new, correct? New house. All right. Well, if it's a brand new house, I mean, I think Isonene is an excellent option and fiberglass is a fine option as well. It's going to be very, very important that whichever material that you choose, uh, you want to make sure that, for example, in the area of the attic, especially in Florida, that you have more than adequate ventilation because if you don't ventilate that space, you're going to have a lot of moisture problems. In the wintertime, you'll get condensation. When it gets chilly out, Uh, In the summertime, it'll overheat and drive up your air conditioning costs. But I think the most common insulation mistake that folks make when they're building new is they don't put enough ventilation in. In new construction, you want to have continuously open soffits and continuously open ridge vents to make sure you're totally flushing that space with air all the time. You know, if you're concerned about health effects of fiberglass, if it's up in the attic, it's not in your breathing space, nothing to worry about. You mentioned isonine, concerned about breakdown from the sun. Well, it's not an exterior graded product. It's one that's not going to be exposed to the sun, so that's not a condition for you to work uh, to worry about. Both of those are excellent products. Both of them will do a great job if they're properly installed and properly ventilated. That's the bottom line.
4: Yeah, well, we got, the roof is on, and it has got ridge vents everywhere there's a ridge.
0: That's excellent. And you have... Uh, Do you have soffit vents at the overhangs? Are they perforated soffits all the way around?
4: Well, I haven't put them on yet. i got the overhangs, but I've not installed the soffits. I was going to make continuous vented, and uh, two or three people told me I need to break it about every other one or every third one and make it a solid one.
0: No, it's not necessary to have any solid soffit materials whatsoever, Charles. I would make it totally ventilated. The entire soffit space should be ventilated. And those panels that are available today that are made of vinyl or aluminum um, can have, you know, thousands of tiny holes in them. And really, it looks solid from the eye, you know, from the street, but it's perfectly ventilated. It'll let a lot of air in. Because what happens is as the wind blows over your house, the air blows in the soffit, underneath the roof sheathing, and out the ridge. And that's a cycle that repeats, 20, it repeats 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and takes the moisture out in the winter, which makes the insulation more effective and takes the heat out in the summer. Uh,
1: uh, well, I appreciate your time.
0: Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
1: Art in California has got squeaky floors. Tell us about them.
3: Hi, uh, it's about the floor. Before it was not squeaking, not until the, uh, the carpet was laid, a new carpet.
0: Isn't that the way it always goes? The floors are fine until you put the wall-to-wall carpet down. Then all of a sudden, you find the noise.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just wondering if you you have something that I can do.
1: Well, what's the room underneath the squeaky room? Is it a basement? Is it a finished ceiling below there? Tell us about that.
3: It's the garage.
1: It's the garage. So can you see the floor joists when you go downstairs into the garage?
3: No, no.
1: Okay. Is it squeaking all over, or is it squeaking in one significant spot? Just
2: in one spot.
1: Tom, will a deep scan um, sensor, stud sensor, go through carpeting?
0: Yeah, it absolutely will. And once you identify where that floor joist is, what you could actually do in this case is nail through the carpet using a finish nail set at a slight angle. Because what's happening here is you're getting movement between the subfloor and the floor joist. And so if you use a finish nail, you can nail right through the carpet and then set the nail right through the carpet with a nail set, then sort of grab the nap and pull it back up. And, and, and you won't a, see
1: that nail head at all?
0: No, it'll be totally invisible.
3: Oh, okay.
1: You just have oh. to locate where the floor joist is to make sure that you're actually nailing that subfloor into something.
3: Yes, okay.
0: Okay, Art. Okay, hey, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. You
1: could almost hear that light bulb turning on.
0: Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just funny that he, he didn't have squeaky problems, so he put the wall-to-wall carpet down, and then all of a sudden he's got a problem. You know, the best way to avoid that is if you are going to put wall-to-wall carpet down.
1: Just nail that subfloor to the joist Yeah, before. nail that
0: sucker down first before you put the carpet down, because, you know, chances are the problem's going to happen after you put it down, or better yet, screw it down using the drywall screws. Then it'll never move, and if it's not going to move, it won't, it won't squeak.
1: Did you know that spending a dollar a month can save you a $1,500 repair bill?
0: Find out how to do that math right after this.
5: Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com.
0: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. So, Leslie, how can you avoid a $1,500 home repair bill simply by investing in a $1 home product.
1: Easy. Maintenance. Maintenance. That's right. Maintenance is cheap. Yeah, exactly. Central air conditioners need an evaporator coil to work efficiently. And a $1 filter protects that coil from clogs that can ruin the compressor, which costs up to $1,500 to replace. So for a cool and smooth running system, change your filters monthly while your air conditioner is in use.
0: One eight 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 Money moneypit 888 You got a question about how to make sure your A.C. system is running properly this summer? Maybe you got a question about your floors, your roof, your plumbing, your kitchen, your bath. Call us right now, 888
1: Matt in Virginia has got a problem. Your bathroom ceiling is leaking. Tell us about it.
3: Um, well, basically, um, it only happens during torrential downpours. And what ends up happening is, is that when you climb up into the attic, um, I have a single-floor single, single floor house, ranch-style house. You can't actually tell the, the sheetrock is becoming wet, but you can't exactly pinpoint where it's coming in through the roof because it's getting wet some some way.
1: What is your roof like? It's A-frame.
0: It's, a- it's an A-frame roof. And right above that roof, you're going to have a vent pipe for the toilet. And very often when you have a leak in the bathroom ceiling, what's happening is the water is getting in around the pipe that goes right through the roof in that particular area. So the first place that I would check for any bathroom ceiling leak would be the flashing around the vent pipe. Usually it's a rubber boot, and it cracks, and it can deteriorate, and that's where the water can leak through.
3: Okay. What's the best solution as far as?
0: If If it turns out that that's where it is, um, You have two options. Number one, you could actually replace the vent flashing, which is not that hard to do, although I have to say it sounds like you have a very steep roof, so it has to be done very carefully. Yeah. Um, or secondly, you could uh, apply some roofing cement um, between the gasket and the metal pipe as well. The Roofing cement will help, but I will tell you that uh, within a year to, to two years, it'll shrink and pull back, and the gap will open up again, and you may find that you're going to have to replace it then. So I guess it depends on when you want to do the repair. But the best way to do it is to totally remove the roof flashing vent around that pipe and then just replace it. Replace the gasket. Yeah, it's I, not that hard to I, do. You just pull a few shingles off. You can use a flat bar to loosen up some shingles, pull a few shingles off around it, you pretty much just yank it right off the roof, right through the pipe, um, right up over the pipe, and you slip a new one down, tack it down, put the shingles back, and you're done. I mean, the whole thing could be done you know, in a half hour once you're set up.
5: Yeah,
3: and, that, and that, one of the big issues with it is, is I, I hear from my wife from time to time, whenever we get the torrential downpours, um, last, last, I guess springtime, and then it went away um, because it was, right. It and, and
0: the reason for that is because you know when the when the ro- when the rain is hitting in this particular direction, if it's wind driven or something like that, that can exacerbate the problem. So you might only get it in certain types of storms, but not in others. But whenever you have a, a, a leak above a bath ceiling, it's almost always the vent pipe that's uh, coming right up through the roof in that space.
3: Well, I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the help and everything.
0: No problem, Matt. Should be easy to fix. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
1: Gary in Virginia listens to the Money Pit on free FM WJFK. What can we do for you?
2: I have a nineteen early sixties house that I'm as a fixer-upper, and in the kitchen I have an electrical question. Uh, that my uh, GC ran some 12-3 wire. So, for example, and to use for two circuits. So, I say a circuit for lights and a circuit for small appliances. Okay, and then. Down to, the junk, down to the main, the breaker. Do I have to use two pole breakers or can I use single pole breakers and not have a phasing
0: problem? No, actually, I think the best thing to do in that situation is use a two pole. But why did he run twelve three? Why didn't he just run two circuits? I mean, he's got to run wire, wasn't he? Just run the wire.
2: Well, to be candid with you, I spent a lot of money on the house and I'm trying to get some uh, help that's not costing me a fortune. And that's why I'm calling you to make sure that what's not costing
4: me a fortune still doesn't.
0: done right. Gary, with the kind of remodel that you're doing, I would recommend that you not use one wire for that. I think you're better off using two separate circuits. I know you're trying to save some money, but really what you ought to be doing is you can use a 14-gauge 15 amp wire for the lighting circuit. And then you can use the 12, but just use the wires that you need for the one circuit to run the small appliance circuit. This way you have two completely separate circuits, two completely uh, dedicated circuits to each area of the house. It's going to be a lot safer and a lot cleaner way to get that job done. Secondly, make sure that you're getting electrical permit and make sure that you have this area inspected to make sure the electrician is doing it right. It gets pretty complicated when you're tackling remodeling projects on existing homes. You never quite know where all that wire is is going we want to make sure it's done safe And the other thing that comes to mind is on that kitchen counter circuit we have the small appliances you also need to add ground fault circuit interrupters to protect yourselves from any shocks that could occur from uh, that electricity getting in contact with water. All
2: right I'm going to separate
0: them I really appreciate it. You're welcome thanks so much for calling us at one 1888 money pit. Well, if you're a big do-it-yourselfer like Leslie and I, you probably have a full arsenal of power tools because you can never have too many tools. Of course Well, the not. newest ones might have a single battery so that it can be interchanged with different tools. But what do you do with all those rechargeable battery packs from the old power tools?
1: Well, if they're just lying around your garage or shed, there's a much better way to deal with them. You can recycle them, and we'll tell you how next
4: dear john deere
2: i just love my new john deere 100 series riding mower i was positively thrilled when i felt the added performance of that exclusive john deere engine powered by briggs and stratton and when i saw how great my lawn looked i got so excited i mowed every lawn on the block and now we just have to figure out who wins the yard of the month award all the best hank find a retailer near you or check out the new 100 series at JohnDeere.com today
1: So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Mm -hmm. Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. (laughs) A metal roof? It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer?
2: Well, we'd like to look inside first. (laughs) Oh, really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit MetalRoofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com.
5: Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed?
2: Anything for you, princess.
5: Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air.
2: Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear.
5: Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses.
2: Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort.
5: This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by Ryobi, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. Ryobi Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler.
1: And I'm Leslie Segretti. So if you're one of the homeowners who've got to have the newest tools, the newest gadgets, the newest power tools, you know that you've got a ton of rechargeable batteries lying around your garage or work shed that no longer fit with the newest gadget. So what are you supposed to do with it? Well, the Battery Recycling Corporation can help you recycle used portable and rechargeable batteries. Rechargeable batteries are commonly found in cordless power tools, cellular and cordless phones, laptop computers, camcorders, digital cameras, and remote control toys. There are so many batteries out there, folks. Let's recycle them.
0: And the Rechargeable Battery Recycling Corporation is also dedicated to helping keep cell phones and rechargeable batteries out of our nation's solid waste stream and preserving natural resources. To learn more, log on to www.call2recycle.com. That's call the number 2recycle.com.
1: All right. We've got a great prize up for grabs this hour. If you're looking for a fresh look in your bathroom, we're giving away a prize that will do just that for you. It's the Peerless two-handle chrome laboratory faucet. It's worth $65, but it could be yours for free. It's got an adorable teapot design, and the lever handles come with a set of porcelain inserts that will coordinate with just about any decor your bathroom may have. And like all Peerless products, this faucet is engineered for durability, and if you win and you don't know what to do with it, they're going to help you install it. Peerless will stay with you and give you step-by-step directions, and they can do it in an easy-to-understand language and give you any tips to help you get the job done at www.fawcettcoach.com.
0: 888-666-3974. The website is moneypit.com. Leslie, who's next?
1: Joe in Arizona is looking for some help with concrete. How can we help you?
4: Yeah, I was trying to lay out a pad in my uh, backyard. I have nothing to measure off of. How do I square it up?
1: Square to your house?
4: Uh, no, it's it's not on the house. It's it's, it's
0: detached. Oh, okay, that's a great question. How do you make sure it's absolutely square? Very simple little trick. You measure diagonals. You measure from opposite corner to opposite corner, and if those two numbers equal, then it's perfectly square.
4: Okay, so you, you got just, that? Just from opposite corner to opposite corner. There's no no uh, a, no theorem it, for it or anything.
0: Well, there's a more, I could give you a more complicated way to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want the easy way or the hard way?
0: Yeah. I mean, how big is this uh, concrete pad going to be? What, like 10 by 10? 8 by 12. What is it? 8 by 12. 8 by 12, okay. So, you know, Cut your 8-foot lengths, cut your 12-foot lengths, stake them out, or you could do it with string and adjust the string and then, st- and then build the forms right to that. But you measure diagonal corner to diagonal corner, and whatever that happens to be, if it's the same in two directions, then it's absolutely guaranteed to be perfectly square.
1: And it's pretty easy because if you get two people on two tape measures, as you're seeing, say, maybe one corner is off a half an inch, you can just jog the whole frame slightly to match it up and get things even.
2: All righty. I thank you.
1: April in Maryland finds the money pit on WJFK, and you've got a tiling question. What can we do for you?
4: Well, I'm, I just got done putting tile all over my bathroom floors and my bathroom walls, and I, I have to grout. So what okay. I need to know is, do you use the same type of grout for the walls and the floors? What's the best way to go about it, and what type to use?
1: Well, what are the spacing between your tiles? What is that measurement? Is it an eighth? Is it probably about a fourth? About a quarter. So for a quarter, you would use sanded grout. Is that correct, Tom?
0: Well, yes. Um, you can use. Uh, you want to use a sanded grout, and you want to mix it up so that it's not too loose and uh, not too stiff. So kind of like flows... peanut butter. Kind of like peanut butter, right? That's the that's the key. If you make it too stiff, it's real hard to work with. And if you make it loose, it's just a big stinking mess and it never seems to dry. So the peanut butter is a a good consistency for you to shoot for.
1: And then what you want to get is something called a grout float, which is like a rubber-backed trowel, and then you scoop up some of your grout on that trowel, and holding it at a 45-degree angle, you want to go across the joints on your tile, so you're filling it in, and you're really sort of pushing it into that space, but by holding it at a 45-degree, you're going to get it in there pretty nicely, and you want to cover up that entire floor, and then what you want to do is you want to wait till it hardens up a little bit, maybe about 20 Twenty minutes then you want to go back in with a damp sponge not too wet pretty damp and wipe off all of that excess grout but don't rub it too much because then you'll start affecting the integrity of the grout in the joints and then let it set up a little while more and then you can go back in with a nice soft cloth to get rid of the cloudiness that you'll see on your tile and that cloudiness is going to come back for a couple hours over that day as it's curing you can keep going back and wiping it away and that should do it for you and you could think about getting a grout sealer so that it won't get really dirty.
4: Do you use the same type for the wall as you do for the floor?
1: Well, I've always thought depending on what the spacing is between your tile is that's how you determine what type of grout you get. If it's an eighth of an inch spacing or smaller, I go with non-sanded. And if it's larger than an eighth, I go with sanded because obviously there's sand in the grout component, which helps it to fill up a larger space. So I go by joint size. Okay.
4: All right. Thank you very much,
0: April. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four.
1: Matthew in Texas listens to the Money Pit on KGKL, and you've got something that's spilled on your driveway. Tell us about it.
3: Uh, I have a Motorola oil in my driveway. I'd like to know how do I get rid
4: of it.
0: Well, there's a good trick of the trade for that, and it's called trisodium phosphate. It's TSP. TSP. Okay. It's a great cleaner. And you can it, find
1: it in the paint aisle of your home improvement center. That's where they usually keep it.
0: And you mix it up like a paste. Make it pretty thick. And then brush it on that motor oil stain, and you will find that it does a really good job of cleaning up those nasty stains. In some cases, it does such a good job that it's going to be brighter than the, yeah, than the clean dirty it contract too well. that's around it. And, of course, I probably don't need to tell you this, but the quickest way to stop that concrete from getting stained is to catch that motor oil when it's fresh. And you can do that with sawdust or cat litter. But assuming in this case that it's not fresh, it's old, a paste of TSP is probably the best way to go. And it's very inexpensive and it's very easy to do.
3: Okay. And if I use it my, in my garage, can I paint after I use
0: the yes yes absolutely once you're done you'll wash away it's it very soapy dry it really well apply a primer and then you can paint it and fix that leaky uh, oil pan too will you man? sure sure
3: sure all
0: right thank you so much you're welcome thanks again for calling us at 1888 money pit well a sump pump is a great way to keep your basement dry if it works right
1: while well, coming up an email question about a pump that's acting up. We'll answer that one and more next.
5: This portion of the money pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com.
0: Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, 1-888-MONEYPIT. Moneypit.com is the website. You got a question about your home improvement project? Call us right now. We're giving away a great faucet this hour to one lucky caller at 888-666-3974. If you can't call us, you might want to log on to our website at moneypit.com. Click on Ask Tom and Leslie and shoot us an email question. We try to get back to as many of you as we possibly can. Both directly and via this program. Let's jump right into that email bag.
1: Okay, Richard writes, My problem is with my sump pump. It won't shut off. I've replaced the switch. It's the type that actually plugs into the pump with a three-pin connector, then a nut that secures it to the pump. That fixed it for about a month, so I suspected a bad switch. But the symptoms are exactly the same as before. What should I do? Replace the whole unit?
0: I think so, because if that's gone bad twice like that, it might be that the, the unit is, not, is pulling way too much power or not enough power. It's definitely stressing out that switch, or it could be shorting out that switch, and that's why it's breaking down. Uh, a sump pump is probably not worth doing much of a repair to because it is relatively an inexpensive investment, and you don't want to take a chance on it because it could be an important part of what keeps your basement dry. So in this case, I would suggest... Rich, that you just go out and replace that pump and not replace the switch one more time. Give you credit for trying to do it and fix it just like you might tackle a car repair, but really the best thing to do is just to replace that pump.
1: All right, here's another one from Paul in Manuka, Illinois. I have an old house with hot water heat. We use a wood-burning stove to supplement and keep the cost down, but we're thinking about high-velocity air conditioning. Can I do it myself?
0: Ah, no. I love (laughs) high-velocity air conditioning systems. You know, that's where you don't have large ducts going through the house. You have very small ducts that go inside the walls, and you can do it without a lot of destruction to the process. The main manufacturer of high-velocity systems is a company called Space Pack. Invented it many, many years ago. And the ducts are about the size as a dryer exhaust duct. And that's
1: pack with a K, -K. P-A-K.
0: That's right, space P-A-K. I think their website is spacepack.com. It is not a do-it-yourself job, definitely not a do-it-yourself job. You're going to need a pro to do that because it's got to be done exactly right.
1: And everything needs to be hooked up properly and to the right size unit for the house. So I wouldn't think it's a do-it-yourself project. Good idea, though.
0: Well, if you're a collector of lots of stuff and knickknacks and <laughs> things like that, you, um, you know maybe you have a spouse or significant other that uh, perhaps would like to maybe actually dust that uh, table or countertop (laughs) once in a while. So there might be some ways that you can move some of that stuff perhaps off of that area and maybe open up that room a bit. And that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word, how to declutter the house.
1: Collections are in, Tom, in a big way. All sorts of collections from anything you might like to even, say, family photos. And we all love your family photos, my family photos. Everybody loves them. You want to put them out and you want to show them off. But you know that displaying a collection of cluttered frames on a tabletop or dresser or shelf or mantle isn't always the best way to show off your loved ones. Instead, hang those photos on a wall, but do it with a decorator's eye. Why not group the photos in themes, say pets or kids or vacations, or colors, black and white photos on a brightly colored wall, or color photos on a neutral colored wall, or put different photos in similar frames. This way you're keeping a constant theme in the frame. Or why not consider painting a square or board in a bright color and grouping the frames within that colored square. The ideas are endless. You want to show off your family, so get to it. 888-666-3974
0: is available for you with your home improvement questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Hey, coming up next week on The Money Pit, keeping your kids safe on the playground. It's time to get outside. The kids are going out to play. But did you know that falls account for three quarters of the injuries kids get when playing on playground equipment? We're going to tell you what kinds of surfaces should be underfoot for your kids and in your own yard, as well as the local park. And you may be surprised to know that grass is is not necessarily the best surface for your playground equipment for your kids to play on. That's coming up next week on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm
1: Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do
0: it yourself. But you don't
1: have to do it alone.
4: 888 money